0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children over the age of 21, welcome to the Hop Nation USA podcast. We are here for some beer and we are here for episode 15, gentlemen. 14. God damn it. 14. We're here for episode 14, Joe. Oh, I do you like
1: the enthusiasm, though?
0: I know. See, I was already jumping ahead to the next episode when really <laughs> we didn't even record 14 yet. So <laughs> I better scale it back a little bit, get us into 14 mode, because we have a great episode today. Hop Nation USA, a forward-looking show. Wow. Yeah, nice tagline. Nice. nice. Yeah. So as always, I am your host, Sam, and with me are my two co-hosts. We are happy to have Adam back this week. To my right is Steve. What's up, Steve? Steve, a forward-looking host. All
1: right, what does that make Adam? Adam, what's up, Adam? I'm back. You are back. I am back. I am like Steven Tyler. I am back in the saddle again. You're back to my left again, which is throwing me off already. uh, Yeah, don't worry. It's throwing (laughs) me off, too. Uh, I'm just happy to be back, and I am happy to be here. I am ready to go.
2: Well, welcome back.
1: Thank you. And let's jump into the show. Sure. Well, first, I want to welcome you guys to one of the biggest reasons why I wasn't on the podcast for the last week or so, my new house. It's yeah, a nice house. We're yeah. here. We we are. Have, we're,
0: uh, this is a new location to record
1: the show. Yes, this is the first location, or first recording in my, my new place. It's a nice
2: place, and I'll say for any audiophiles listening, you may be noticing any changes in room tone and stuff. Well, cut it out, nerds. You're just here to listen to the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're here to talk about beer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not acoustics. And- <laughs> And beer we shall talk about. So how about we jump in, gentlemen? Sure. And we are going to get to a great theme today, and one that we're particularly happy to have you back for, Adam. And our theme today is going to be camping with Terrapin. Mm. So we are going to be exploring some of Terrapin's outdoor beers. Now, who is Terrapin? So Terrapin Brewing Company is a brewery out of Athens, Georgia. And Athens is a small town in northeast Georgia. Don't know the population, but on the map it looked like it was a very small town. Do
1: you know who else is from Athens, Georgia? No. REM? Oh really? Do you know who else is from Athens, Georgia? No. Michael Stipe. The B-52s. Oh, really? Yeah. So Do you know R- who else has come out of uh, Athens, Georgia? No. The University of Georgia? Shut up. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so University of Georgia, mm-hmm. B-52s, REM, and Terrapin Beer Company. So far, that's yeah. There's more. I'm sure there is more. There's Mm -hmm. probably a lot of people that come out of there, even though it may be a small town. Herschel Walker. oh, He attended the University of Georgia. Did he grow up
1: there? I don't think so. I think he's from South Carolina.
0: I couldn't tell. (laughs) I had no idea. Well, regardless, let's get to the beer. So we're going to be exploring the Terrapin Brewing Company today, and we are getting into some of their camping beers. So without further ado, how about we get into the first beer, gentlemen? Sure. What are we drinking? The first Terrapin beer that we are going to be enjoying today is their Session IPA, and it is called the Recreation Ale. Recreation Ale? Recreation Ale. You get it? I get it. I'm on the jazz. Ooh, an A-team reference. Very nice. (laughs) So the first time I had this beer, I remember I was at the Corner Pub, which is one of my favorite bars in the South Hills, as we've mentioned before Mm -hmm. on the show. Mount Lebanon, I believe? Mount Lebanon, absolutely. And there was a Terrapin rep there and he literally was coming around handing out cans of recreation ale and saying that this is a beer that you need to take backpacking with you. He's like, you can easily toss it in a backpack. It's a great beer. It's about four and a half percent. And that kind of always stuck with me. And although I've never brought this on a camping trip yet, it seems like something I should do one day. I can tell you right now that that man has never been hiking before in his life. <laughs> he may not have been. He didn't really <laughs> look like an outdoorsman. But I like that he had a backpack full of Terrapated. He was giving me one at the you're, bar. You're not going you to do have it unless
1: you have some sort of side quest to drink a beer on the summit of some mountain or something like that. Because when you're hiking, lightness is key. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to get the most bang, bang for your buck, you're going to bring liquor. You're going to <laughs> bring your whiskeys. You know, you're gonna bring your gins, your things like that. You're not gonna bring an IPA with you unless well, you're unless you're day hiking around. You wouldn't Moon bring an Park. IPA
0: with you, but me on the other hand, I mean, this is a session, a light IPA, and just looking at the can here, there's actually a turtle, and he's got a hiking stick, and he's looking over a cliff, kind of like the scene you
1: just described. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate, you know, combining nature with with beer drinking. Yeah. But for hiking, nah.
2: I'm sorry. I I think that's probably what he meant when he said hiking. Though he meant like those little day hikes to the top of a quote unquote mountain, like a summit, like
1: suburban hiking. Yeah, basically
2: anything anybody can get to in like two hours and take their Instagram and go home.
0: Yeah, or just walking through a park. (laughs) Right. So terrapin's interesting because I'm looking at as I look at this can. They've gone – they really want people to know that this is an outdoor beer because there's a ribbon near the top of the can, and it just literally says the words on it, paddle, hike, partake, bike,
1: and camp. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So this is an outdoor beer. Here's a question for you guys, and I know you're not going to know the answer to this, but Uh it popped into my head. Uh Uh-huh. Is Athens, Georgia – Along the Appalachian Trail.
2: You know what? I would actually guess it is, because if it's in that northeast area, and
1: it is, yeah.
2: So I'm, so so I'm going to say I'm going to say it is, because I know the Appalachian Trail does extend into Georgia.
1: Mm-hmm, that's where you start. So I'm wondering if the, if that's some of the influence they've had for some of these beers is a lot of trail walkers.
0: I'm willing to bet that. Listen to this. I keep going back to this can, but there's so much information on this can, it's ridiculous. So listen to what they say about this. Wrap your hand around a can of our recreation ale and explore what outside life has to offer. This hopped-up Session IPA is specially formulated to accompany you on all of your outdoor activities. Pack in this flavorful ale and pack out the memories while enjoying the quaffable brew. Taste the great outdoors.
2: Huh. Yeah, they're really after people who want to drink outside with this. They really are.
0: They <laughs> so this want is a- you to have this
1: outside. So this is a lifestyle beer. It,
0: it is. Yeah. Any outdoor activity, if you want a beer with you, they want to make sure that it's the Terrapin Recreation Ale. I oh, want you marketing. crack that bad boy open. Yeah, let's try oh, yeah, Let's this. get into this. Let's see if this one is one that would accompany our outdoor adventures. I will give them credit for putting it in a can rather than a bottle. i tell you what. I've been buying a lot of craft beer out of a can recently, and I really, really enjoy drinking out of a can. Well, it is it is better for the beer. Yeah. And it's better for the environment, too. And it's, it's better for the cycle. environment.
1: Now that you have poured this, this is a good-looking beer. Very light. It looks is, very crisp. Yes. Great head retention. Uh... I would I would venture to say it is effervescent as well. Yeah, a little bubbly. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Almost a a champagne style.
2: Yeah, not quite as bubbly as um uh that Goza we had the mm mm-hmm. That was that was like champagne. You missed nice. that one. I did. <laughs> was, I did Sorry. Hactus Goza. <laughs> I
0: definitely you can get it pretty much anywhere. It's very common and Good. easy to find. Good. Yeah. Stick your schnoz in here and take a whiff and it kind of smells like the outdoors. You kind of smell some of those piney notes from the hops. And, oh yeah, for sure. Uh like I'm also smelling a little bit of grass. I don't know if that's just my mindset now that I've read half of this can and I'm now in the outdoors they mentally, gotcha. even though I'm inside sitting here. They gotcha. Yeah.
2: No, I'm definitely getting a lot of fresh, like, outdoor smells off of it. Not not like a wildflower or anything like
0: that, but definitely the piney, almost like a meadow. hmm Well, I'm going to take a sip. Okay. Yeah, I, I like it. I'm a big fan of the Terrapin IPA beers, and what I like about this one is this one, to me is just very, very refreshing. And it doesn't it's not too too hoppy, even though it smells pinier than I think it tastes.
2: Yeah. Yeah, again that, that piney smell isn't a piney hoppy. It's
0: just a piney tree like it's just a very piney tree. <laughs> yeah. So if you're sitting under a pine tree in the woods and you crack open your backpack and there's a couple of terrapin recreation Ales in there, you pull it out, you're under the pine tree, you're drinking the pine tree. Yeah, a little bit of everything there. I'll tell you
2: what, it, it took a taste it was refreshing, but it was a lot uh, more earthy than I expected from the nose. But then I took another taste, and I kind of opened my nose and took a whiff while I was drinking it in. Mm-hmm. And it becomes like a full profile of getting like the piney notes and, you know, that earthiness in the
0: in the flavor. Adam, what do you think? You're not generally an IPA guy. Are you am, liking
1: this beer? I am not generally an IPA guy. And I'm well, gonna... I should
0: say you're never an IPA guy. <laughs> no, no, there are
1: certain ones that I will drink. I will rarely, an um, rarely an IPA I guy. Rarely an IPA guy. I am rarely an IPA guy, and this is no exception. Uh, it's not bad. It is light. It is refreshing in terms of the lightness. It's not a, a heavy beer. So if you are out doing whatever outdoor activity that you're doing, I can understand if you are an IPA person drinking this, it would be quite enjoyable. However, it can't get over that hump.
0: I could see myself being outside with this beer. I, I really can, and even though my mindset is still focused on what that can just told me, mm-hmm. I really can envision myself, you know, hiking through the woods or you know, even sitting around a campfire if you're not looking for something heavy, Maybe if you're looking to wind down the night a little bit. I mean, this is this is a beer made from nature right here. I, Although I guess kind of all beers are made from nature when you think
2: about it. As opposed to...
0: <laughs> made from nature for nature.
2: For nature, there <laughs> For you human
0: go. consumption of nature, I don't know. But yeah, I, I like this beer. I, I like it too.
2: I kind of want to say it, it feels like something that you would just kind of throw a six-pack in the river. hmm You go fishing with it.
1: I could see this being a kayak beer.
2: Yeah, it could also be a, a you know, a cabrewing. It's a cabrewing beer. Oh, beer, beer <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: All right, I am not familiar with cabrewing. It's just basically what you said. You just take a sixer with you and go canoeing. Oh, go. All right. Oh, no, go canoeing. No. Now,
1: something else that, since we're kind of talking about this sort of thing, one thing I will admit is if you're going to do a float down a river, if you're going to get a bunch of friends together with a bunch of inner tubes and float down the river. Do you guys ever do that?
0: I did No, that. but it's something I want to. I did that for the first time up at my buddy's camp last 4th of July, and it was an absolute blast. Yeah. We towed this boat in a bunch of, like, inner tubes and rafts mm-hmm. and stuff, towed him up river on his jet ski, and then we just shut the jet ski off and just <laughs> you just got in the tubes and floated down yeah, the river. Yeah, float,
1: crack a beer, catch some rays, yeah, have we, a good
0: time. Oh, we had a whole cooler stacked of beer. We're throwing beers to each other yeah. around
1: the river. It's Everybody's chilling. Yeah, that, that is the American dream right
0: there. It was awesome, and I remember distinctly what we were having that day. It was Dale's Pale Ale, which was a perfect beer for mm-hmm. a float. I, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that beer, and it was, oh, it was just a nice, crisp drinker floating down the river. Nap if you want to. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to get to do that again. Have you ever done it? I have. Yeah, it's I fast. Have.
1: So, Steve, you are the only one that has not done this. Yeah. So I'm thinking, what we, <laughs> what we need to do is we need to get some inner tubes together. Yeah. Uh, record an episode haphazardly, and then go float down a river.
2: Okay. Or we can just skip the episode and just go down we the river. You just want to go
1: float down a river? Yeah, just go all right, down a river. Do
2: that. I don't, uh, we don't need to, it doesn't need to be on the show. Who cares? <laughs> maybe, maybe we can record while we're doing a float Ooh, down a river. That's going to be dicey. Do you see Ooh all these boy. wires we got going around
1: right now? <laughs> Where
2: are we going to be pulling power from, bud? <laughs> no no electrical outlets on the Allegheny.
1: <laughs> I'm not taking battery packs with me on a river. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: No, thanks. No thanks. No.
1: All right, so camp it, camping it is then, and
0: I think that, like I mentioned earlier, that's really going to be the theme of our day. So I'm, I'm not a huge camper. I've been camping a handful of times at a number of different venues, but you guys got any good stories? You can't, you campers.
1: I know you are, Adam. I'm telling you what, I could fill up an entire podcast, not just a podcast episode, but an entire podcast with stories from out in the woods, in tents, etc., etc., etc. I have spent entire summers. Sleeping in a tent, multiple summers like that. I've slept in a hammock for an entire summer. What were you doing in these summers? What was the point of that? Well, I was actually working. Mm. Uh, I worked at a Boy Scout camp for quite a few summers. Yes, we had electricity in our tents, but that that got you a light, that got you a radio. That's about it. That's all you needed. Hmm. So you could have your tent flaps wide open to nature, sleep out on, on your cot, sleep out on your hammock, and you just came came back to nature like you were talking about. And this beer, if it wasn't on the harpy side, would be absolutely perfect for that sort of thing. Hmm. To be able to sit out, sit outside your tent, and just relax. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: And you're an Eagle Scout, so that's something that you've yeah I mean, always seemed to enjoy. Growing up, that
1: was you know that was that was what I did. Bet that's very camping.
0: peaceful, very serene. Mm-hmm. My camping experiences have been a little different. Usually, I go camping for music festivals or. Other various occasions. Which I have also
1: done. Uh, uh, all three though, of us have done that too. Yeah, we, we've, we've done we've all Bonnaroo. Did, yeah. yeah,
2: we all did Bonnaroo. Sam and I did it for four years. Adam, you did too. I did too.
1: And that is some of the worst camping I've ever done. <laughs> that is not peaceful at all. Absolutely <laughs> well, not. It's not peaceful. It's crowded and if you're in that tent past eight o'clock in the morning you are miserable yeah. oh
0: yeah once that tennessee sun just starts beating down on your ass oh man which really sucks <laughs> when you brutal. climb
1: into the tent at six o'clock in the morning <laughs> and you're working off at two hours of sleep of which the last half hour you're sweating your balls off
0: oh my god i remember that one day me you and steph came back it was like seven in the morning after we had watched that pretty, oh, yeah. pretty light set everybody else was just getting up and we were like son of a bitch we haven't gone to bed yet i slept in that tent i think i woke up with heat stroke or something i was yeah, sick for like
2: awful a whole
0: day yeah, you were terrible. sick till the
2: afternoon oh my night.
0: god i couldn't awful. like i couldn't recover because i had no sleep my body was just deprived of every nutrient mm-hmm. imaginable <laughs> and i'm just trying to figure out what to do with myself i had a plate of pierogies as the sun came
1: up how pittsburgh is that
2: right <laughs> <laughs> that's a piece of shit <laughs> go all the way down to <laughs> tennessee uh, he's got, got pierogies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, they got pierogies. Because we also had been pretty much drinking straight throughout the night. So. Correct.
2: Oh <laughs> well, yeah, that's the, that's the other difference between the camping. Because I've also done Boy Scout camping, mm-hmm. you know, as Adam has. That's the other difference is you are so hammered. Yeah. During Bonnaroo.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other thing is is because you're so dehydrated. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so when you're drinking on top of being dehydrated because you're just sweating all day. Yeah, you yeah. sweat all day. Yeah. It just – it makes for a miserable time unless you are very proactive in drinking, you know, I'd say a good one-to-one ratio.
2: Yeah. You've got to stay hydrated. You have to do that. Yeah, you have to stay hydrated. Oh, my God. Because, like, what happens is you wind up sweating and you don't get as drunk so you drink more. Mm-hmm. It just, it's a vicious cycle.
0: Eventually, you break down, though. Boy, yeah. um, boy! Yeah, that's that's one of the more interesting places I've been camping. But hey, four years in a row, and you know we we have a lot of stories from Bonnaroo. Yes, it's, yeah. It's Many a, of which we will not be putting onto this podcast. Well, at least not this episode. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say we can do a whole episode of Bonnaroo. Which, interestingly enough, as we record today and release this episode, Bonnaroo is going on right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. This is Bonnaroo weekend in uh, ten, Manchester, Tennessee. Yeah, so enjoy your time down there. Yes, yeah, say hi to you two for us. <laughs> I will be live streaming it if I see anything. So I'm going to be in my air conditioned home, drinking my own cheap beer, and uh, and by cheap I mean beer that I bought at a beer distributor, not cheap beer. Correct. Yeah, right, right. But I'll be drinking good beer for much less expensive than you'd pay at Bonner. Mm-hmm. That's true.
1: Although I will say they they last time I was there they had a very nice beer garden there, mm-hmm. which uh, as an adult attendee that was quite nice. Yeah. To cool down in the evening with that. Go try Brewers
0: out. Festival. Yes,
1: go check out some beers that I had never seen before or tried before.
0: Yeah. It was I, quite nice. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I did that. Uh, I like that. And you know what else I like, too? Outside of music festivals, my buddy has a camper. Mm-hmm. now i know that's more of like the glamping style of camping oh, because yes. there's a shower in there a kitchen there's beds <laughs> but i tell you what you take that to a campground and hook it up and you can be outside for a while but you know when the bugs start biting and the mosquitoes are raining down on you like <laughs> god only knows. where are one. you camping at mosquitoes are
1: raining terror down <laughs> upon you <Martians>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no I, whenever i go camping this is one of the reasons that i don't go much and I like the outdoors, but I get bit to shit from bugs. I have to load up with bug spray have you just of, to walk out of the house. Have you thought about using pants? <laughs> He's got that sweet marinara blood. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, the Italian stallion blood, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I'm usually rocking my shorts and my flip-flops, and then I get bit to hell. And That's,
1: that's why, man. It's you, terrible. You gotta, you gotta go with the, the long pants, you gotta go with the long
0: shirt. I use like that deep woods cutter stuff too. And I l- spray on my body. I absolutely stink after I'm done putting it on because that stuff smells terrible. Yeah, but everybody
1: stinks when yeah. you're camping. That's half the fun.
0: Yeah, it's a lot better to smell like bug spray than just ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> but I kind of enjoyed the camper, you know, because you get a nice bed at the end of the day. Ah, right. That's fair.
2: All right. Now, let me kind of switch gears a little bit. Sure. We, we've been talking about how Bonnaroo is different from, like, Boy Scout camping mm-hmm. because you can get wicked piss drunk. <laughs> And high, depending on what your flavor is. <laughs> yes, what your. <laughs> but I do have some good memories of Boy Scout camping. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, that you just lay on the cot, you could keep your flaps open. Yeah, like those those tents they have up there. They were all the heavy canvas. Yeah, the green ones. Yeah, the big yep. green canvas tents. Mm-hmm. Those were great for camping. Yeah, and like they're always built on. Kind of like pallets. Yeah, yeah, platforms. Yeah, you had the pallet floor, and you had cot, and then you had the heavy-duty canvas thing. That's exactly
1: what I lived in for summers at a time.
2: Yeah. What I'm getting at is, is there a way in our adult life to combine the two? Because we, we don't have, like, I mean, you can go to a KOA with your own tent. Yeah. You know, and do yeah. your own camping and everything.
1: Although KOA isn't really camping either, but that's... Eh.
2: Nah, depends. Well, it depends. I, I I did actual camping in KOAs and mm. I, I've also done the glamping in KOAs. That's so true. Yeah. You can you can run the gamut in a KOA. True. True. But you're usually near a city center yeah, you- yeah.
1: Yeah, you're 5 minutes from a Burger uh, King.
2: Yeah, like my parents and I we used to do camping at um the Myrtle Beach KOA. Okay. So like you could go camping, but Still go out during the day, yeah, and do all the Myrtle Beach stuff and go to the beaches. That's a and good go combination, minimal. though. Yeah, and then like when you come back, you're not tempted to just kind of like sit around and watch TV, right? Like you're already have been out doing yeah. your thing.
1: Now you get to come back, relax, start a fire,
2: right, and then go to bed.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I, I I agree with that sentiment.
2: Yeah, but uh back to what I was talk- getting at before is, um, can we just rent Boy Scout camps? <laughs> <laughs>
0: What, go there and get drunk? <laughs> go there, and get drunk, do archery. I, I wanna do I wanna do all the activities. <laughs> so do they have clay shooting there? I've always wanted to do that. They, they had baby shooting in mind. Uh, baby yeah. shooting. BB. Yeah, baby. 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 <laughs> what kind of Boy
2: Scout camp did you go <laughs> to? Do baby shooting.
1: So the one run by Satan. <laughs> to answer your question, Sam, yes, uh, there there are almost all Boy Scout camps nowadays have, have a good rifle range, have a good archery range, have a good skeet shooting facility, things like that. To answer your question, Steve, I know of one place uh, that is a former Boy Scout camp uh-huh. and is now owned by another entity that will rent it out to to adult groups. Mm. Uh, their drinking policy, I'm not entirely sure on.
2: Well, see, I I, I don't want to just go camping with adults. I want to go drunk
1: camping. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, if you're gonna camping,
2: I want Yes, if you're if you're gonna
1: combine drinking with the archery range, mm-hmm. I will not be there. Whatevs. <laughs> I will not be there. That's that's a line I will not cross. Now, I'll be there.
0: That sounds awesome. Yeah. If you do the
1: archery and then you start drinking, great. Sign me up. Okay. But, uh, yeah, to, to go the other way, not so much. Yeah,
2: well, not so much. That's on you. I can.
1: Now, if you want to get real fancy, I know there are places that do skeet shooting down in the Laurel Highlands. Uh, Nemecolon does Nemecolon, that. Nemecolon, yeah. Uh, Seven Springs does that as well. So if you bad. want to do some glamping, you can go to Nemecolon and then just sleep in the hotel. I'm going to go to Nemecolin with a giant,
0: actually like three cases of recreation ale and just walk around the grounds drinking, <laughs> doing archery, shooting clay. He's playing polo. <laughs> yeah, do some polo. Every activity that they have that I'm going to do while drinking recreation ale, I think. What a- these guys got going on over here, cocaine? Okay? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Someone tells me they've dealt with the like that before.
2: I'm not gonna doubt it.
0: I'm sure Being that they advertise all the time Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You guys want to talk about this beer again? Yeah, let's get back into the recreational. Yeah, I think we should do the two two question wrap-up Do you like it and would you take it outside with you for outdoor activity purposes? Right. Of course you'd take it outside, but <laughs> would you take it in the, deep into the yeah, woods? It's, it's not under camping, house arrest. Hiking, would you take it with mountain that? biking, <laughs> bear hunting.
1: So I'll go first. Do I like it? No. <laughs> would I take it with me?
0: Yes.
2: If somebody brought it on a trip, would you drink it?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. That's good. I'll take that okay. for yeah a would beer I, that is classified as an IPA. Correct. Would I? Would I? Well, let's be honest. My favorite beer is the free one that somebody hands me. I I can't be you know can't be that choosy. Can't be choosy like that. Yeah. So if yeah if, if for some reason we had gone camping and Sam hands me this, I'll drink it. Fair enough. I'm drinking. I got no beef with that. Fair enough. This is not awful. Yeah. This is not a stupid IPA. No, no. It's just an IPA. <laughs> it's not something that
2: will just ruin your day while you're drinking it. It is it. It is hoppy, but it's very... Right. It's easy. Right. It's easy. Steve? Do I like it? Yeah. Would I take it with me? Nah. I don't know. I, I mean, I would enjoy it if somebody else brought it. I don't know if it's what I would go to to bring with me, though.
1: So it sounds to me like when Sam goes to Nemecol and brings his three cases, we just need to come with him. Oh, yeah. And no, he I'll... can hand the beers to us.
2: Yeah, no, I'll totally drink out of Sam's three cases. <laughs> I just don't know that I would buy for, buy for myself.
0: Hold on now. How do you know that I'm also not bringing a bag of hurricanes for my friends? I mean, I'm willing to
2: play that roulette. Can you make it a bag of steel reserve? And I'll get into that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> How about Lion's Head? Lion's Head, I give over sure. that, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. because uh-huh. that way you're not really losing.
2: But you know what? I don't think Lion's Head is canned. No. And that's not yes, good. Yes, it is. Oh, it is absolutely it is. is really? Oh, yeah. Oh I, haven't oh. yeah, yeah I haven't had seen. Yeah, you have my Lion's
0: Head cans for sure. Oh, I'll then totally bring Lion's Head. Yeah, all right then. <laughs> yeah, it's canned. Now, for me, I think everybody knows what my responses to these questions are going to be. Do I like it? Yes. Would I bring it to outdoor activities? Absolutely. This is a this is a very light beer for me, and I want to correct myself. I think I said it was around four and a half percent originally. Mm. It's actually four point seven percent. That's around. So, that's around. Yeah, that's a round. that's, that's true. About. But yeah. but it's exactly four point seven oh. according to this action-packed can here, <laughs> which
1: I'm seeing they are they have a partnership with Osprey Packs as well. Yeah, they do so I, I why, just...
0: why would they not i mean this is an outdoor beer here and this is mm-hmm. something that i'm really enjoying so i would definitely take it camping biking put it in my water bottle from, you know riding the montour trail or something sounds so. good all right so that's the recreation ale from terrapin that's our first beer on the show today so we'll be back here in just a few moments with a new beer and a new style of beer so stay tuned to find out what that is You have da, to stop da, before da, we da, get sued. <laughs> you da, can't do da, this da, too much da, longer. Da, da, we can't da, go da, this da. long. Okay, does anybody know what that tune was? Yeah, us getting sued. No, no, no. no, no, no that's so, not even a song. No, we're way within fair use because I
2: sung parody lyrics, so now it's a parody.
1: Oh, that's smart. I can see why you're behind the board.
0: Use the old brain death. Anybody out there in Hop Nation land knows, since my two co-hosts, they clearly don't know what that song was. Anybody know?
2: Well, no. Hold on, I got to guess. Um, is it the first song you learned to try and impress girls?
0: Yeah, you played it on the recorder, <laughs> on the recorder.
2: <laughs> no, that was hey, Hot Cross Your baby girl. Hey, your baby girl. Check out this Hot Cross Buns.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, maybe the second song you played on a recorder. Or maybe yeah, this probably was on the a harmonica. One. I,
1: I, I never learned to play the harmonica. I don't Go like most of us did. Do, do, do. I had dreams of doing that, and then I never did. Mm. I think we all wanted to be bluesy growing up, but well, we yeah. couldn't, couldn't. Everybody looks good and you know, Wayfarers. All right, back to my back to my
0: tune, guys. A- anyway, way anyway to, to satisfy, <laughs> we're leaving the audience in anticipation here. We can't do this to them.
2: To satisfy Sam, so we can move on. Yes. What is the song, Adam? <sighs>
0: Smoke on the water, Deep Purple. All right, good job, good job, good job, Adam. Lake
1: Geneva shoreline.
0: And given that the theme for today, if you recall, is Camping with Terrapin, why would I be singing or humming that song right now in the show? Brain Adam damage. H- you know. <laughs> yeah, <Brain damage. laughs> That's a possibility, and not a wrong guess, but at the same time, it's not the right answer I was looking for. Concussion so... during the break? <laughs> <laughs> so why was I
1: humming Smoke on the Water? Well, because of our next beer, uh, we are drinking from... Terrapin. Who'd have thought? Terrapin From from Athens, Georgia. From Athens, Georgia, the home of the (laughs) B-52s. On the Appalachian Trail. Possibly. Ten minutes outside of
0: Enola P.A. Oh, no, wait.
1: No,
0: no, 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 no. Don't even get me started. So what we're
1: drinking uh, is something that is a little more robust than what we had in the previous segment. This is Terrapin's Smoke on the Porter. Oh, I've not had this beer before. This yes. is exciting. It is quite good. Uh, any guesses as to what style it is? A porter? It is. It is a Baltic porter, specifically. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, uh, all right. So it is One awesome. for one. Not Everybody's up on again. the trivia today. Uh, so it clocks in at 8.5% uh, percent alcohol, or ABV, if you're that kind of guy. That's your big one. Uh, your SRMs are 26, so it's going to be relatively dark, mm. which, duh, it's a porter. Mm-hmm. Your IBUs are going to be a nice and tidy 30. Ooh, okay. Not quite a 5 like I like, but I'll, I'll take it. 30 will have to suffice this time, so, I suppose. It's funny side note, uh, Terrapin is not the first brewery to, uh, to distribute a smoke on the porter. Okay. Oh, really? Yes, they were actually beat to market uh, by another entity, Glarus Brewing Company. Well,
0: Were there any lawsuits involved
1: somewhere none, along the path? None that I know of. <laughs> Between them, Deep Purple, Terrapin. So if, if anybody clicked in late uh, and only heard Smoke on the Porter, we are uh, absolutely talking about the Terrapin version rather than the, the Glarus. I believe okay. it's pronounced Glarus. Let's go with Glarus. Ah, who cares? They probably got a cease and desist from Cores anyway. Probably. Yeah, yeah exactly. and that's something we, I guess we should discuss very briefly here, uh, is that Terrapin is not a fully independent brewery. No, they started out in 2002 that way,
0: but unfortunately, it looks like they have fallen to the almighty dollar. The man has come down on them, but they got paid.
2: True, you so, got, I, see, I never want to phrase it that they did something wrong. No, they wanted to get money. They, they, they got their nut.
1: Willfully <laughs> signed the paperwork. Yeah, they mm-hmm. got so, their nut.
2: We don't hold that against them because they still make good
0: beer. Correct, correct. Yeah, but we they, did. They, that's
1: just a full disclosure sort of thing. Right. Uh, okay,
0: enough of this chit chat. Let's crack this chit-chat? bad boy open
1: and. I wasn't done chit chatting I got more Oh man, I'm so Are you going to get I'm Sorry, this is Side Project Twenty Eight, by the way. Uh, and as a matter of fact, uh, I'm not going to spoil anything, but the beer that we have lined up for Segment Three is also a Side Project from Terrapin. Hey So. How about that? Side project. So this is, number, this is number twenty-eight. I'll tell you that the one that we have coming up in Segment Three is Side Project Twenty Nine. Oh okay. Yeah. Back to back side projects. So, sequential. Ain't that some shit? How that, about that? That is some shit. So I am going to pop this up on this can. Uh, once again, we are in can territory rather than a bottle. Mm-hmm. So this is two cans. Have we ever gone... No, we haven't done three cans yet. Have we
2: gone two cans? Nope, haven't done two cans. Sam, have we ever gone two cans? Two cans.
1: Two cans, Sam, two can they call Sam. Come on, yeah. that was a good one. Yeah, come on. That was
0: right across the bow. <laughs> that, that, was, that was right in my wheelhouse <laughs> and I...
1: You can drown your sorrows in a little bit of this action. Now, I saw on the side of this can that this is an oak-aged beer. Yes, it is actually aged in... I believe they use a French oak? Uh,
2: I believe there's two woods involved. You can feel free to correct me on that, because I don't have the actual can or information in front of me, but I... Then then why did you
1: speak up in the first
2: place? Because I want you to look to confirm that I'm right about two woods being involved. I believe it's aged in an oak barrel, but it's also brewed.
1: Well, yeah, the... It is aged on, on French oak. Uh, it is brewed with a beechwood smoked malt. Oh, okay. So that's where you're getting the, yeah, wood the second brewing. one. Yeah, that's the second one, yeah. Your beechwood. Not necessarily beechwood aged like they no, do no, with, no. Uh, what is that, Budweiser? That's beechwood aged?
2: Yeah. What they're talking about is they're smoking beechwood chips or maybe just logs, depending on how big they do it. And they
1: logs, logs.
2: Infuse that flavor into their malt and then brew the beer and then age it in the oak barrel.
1: It's better than bad. It's good so let's talk about this one the terrapin smoke on a porter it's quite dark
2: it's very it quite, quite dark. Dark. very
1: very dark black uh, as night
2: right there yeah impossible to see through
1: the head retention is minimal I minimal say. yeah there's a little bit of lacing on the side uh, the head is definitely a a darker color but you would expect that with a porter
2: yeah I would even say it's darker
0: than a tan mm-hmm. than what you'd usually see
1: correct uh the nose is is very distinct yeah, I
0: really like the smell of it. It, it smells like a smoked wood. I don't know if I'd be able to uh, particularly call out the beechwood if I didn't know it was there, but it,
1: it smells so smoky and you can just... Well, to be oh, perfectly honest, do you know what beech actually smells like? 'Cause I don't. No, I don't. That's what I said. I don't think I'd
0: be able to actually pick that Can't out pick but it you can out. tell that it's, you know, smoked
2: with This is like last episode when we couldn't necessarily pick out cactus, but we know it's cactus. Somebody <laughs> yeah, said exactly. there's cactus in it.
1: Yeah, that's a good good yeah. reference back. So did you guys ever figure out if that was agave? No, agave is not a cactus.
2: No, agave is a succulent though. So it falls into the same kind of plant category as a okay. cactus. Yeah, they're in the same kind of category of desert plants. Desert retain- flora, yeah. Desert flora, that retain their water and such and whatever. They don't need watered.
1: But it's not in the same subclassification as but a cactus. But no, it's not, a cact- <laughs> it's not a cactus
2: because it, it's just like spiny leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. It's sort of like a yucca plant. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's more like a yucca plant. I'm
1: really surprised that we got this deep into botany.
2: Uh, well, here's the thing. I actually looked it up after last episode because <laughs> I felt kind of
0: dumb. I was like, "Is the coffee
1: a cactus or not?" Apparently not. No. It is not. It's more of a yucca plant. All so, right,
0: I smelled this beer enough. I'm I'm diving in for a sip. Get in
1: there.
2: So, just a uh, one point while they while they take their tastes, uh, it does smell like smoked wood, smoky wood, and where there's smoked wood, there's campfire.
1: Yeah, this would. Uh... Very easily go hand-in-hand hand with winding down in the evening next to a campfire, or... Oh, my God. I know, right? This is really good. Yeah, that is phenomenal. And honestly, ooh, what I'm really liking about this, is, and for me, is, is definitely a switch from a lot of the other beers. hmm I really like the aftertaste on this. Yeah. The, the, the lingering smokiness on it mm-hmm. is great. Yeah, if you were to enjoy some
0: nice food that was cooked right on the campfire, some bratwurst, even a nice steak, this would complement it so nicely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, hell, even if you didn't have any food, this is still a great campfire yeah. beer, but man, you can really taste that smokiness that lingers in the back of your throat, and it is just so delicious. So like
1: this sounds like the kind of, kind of beer that you would have with a late dinner around yeah. the campfire. Yeah. You, you've been out all day doing whatever it is that you're doing in the outdoors. Perhaps it's frisbee golf. And you come back, you're cooking dinner, you crack one of these, sons of guns open, and you're sitting next to the fire while your food is cooking. Glorious. Absolutely glorious.
2: Absolutely. The smokiness paired with just how bold all the malts are Yeah. this would go really, really good with some game meat. Yeah. Like, if you're talking, like, maybe some venison. Some elk. Yeah, some Mm, venison, some some elk. elk.
0: Even a nice rabbit, maybe. Maybe. Yeah? I never I never had rabbit that I can confirm.
1: Oh. Little tortoise in the hare. Yeah, oh, nice. yeah. Oh nice. Nice. Now I drink this now one. Slow and ring. steady. Yeah. And it <laughs> will win the race.
0: <laughs> that is right.
2: But yeah, you get some bold game flavors mixed in with some with mm-hmm. this. Oh boy.
0: Yeah. That's a good buddy. dinner.
1: Mm-hmm. So if you were to do that, how do you guys think you'd prepare? Me, I have a couple classic ways that I would prepare a nice venison steak. One of the classic ways that I would do it, and this is something that I did, I'm sure, Steve, you did it when you were in Boy Scouts, was mm. the, 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 the classic foil pack.
2: Yeah, foil pack, that's, I mean, that's essential for vegetables. Yeah. Like all the time people do vegetables. Sam,
1: have you ever done the foil pack?
0: Mm, no, I don't think so. I don't know if the foil pack's involved not even, in clamping. Not even in, uh, not even just grilling at home. Oh, you mean just wrapping food in tin foil and putting it on the grill?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. But you do that, but instead of on the grill, you just throw it in the fire. You put it right in the coals. Yeah, right in the coals.
0: (laughs) We actually did that. I take that back. So we did do that. I was at my buddy's camp last October, and it was it was glamping because we stayed in a cabin or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But you know we did uh, we did some really nice steaks over the fire for dinner. Cooked them, and we did um, like fire potatoes. Okay. So we wrapped those up in tin foil, just threw them right in the hot coals, Mm -hmm. and just let them sit the whole time. And they came out. They were phenomenal. They had a nice smoky flavor to them so yeah i'm a big fan of the foil pack now that i know what it is (laughs) so (laughs) i've never called it that before yeah Yeah. foil
1: the foil packs the foil dinners whatever you want to call them and actually those actually work uh if you're on a long distance trip throw them under the hood of your car put them on the engine block let it sit there for a couple hours you'll have some nice hot steaming food when you're ready to eat the rest there i'm completely serious yeah put it on the exhaust manifold it'll cook that i'm sure it would cook it because it's super hot that's i mean that's yeah. You've cooked
0: in your car. You have Under haven't? the hood of your car. Yeah. No, I haven't. <laughs> have you? No, I haven't, but I know it's a thing to do. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. never heard of anybody cooking like that.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. At a it's rest like,
0: area. It's like, well, it's time to eat, folks. Let's pull over at this rest right. area. Okay, Let's so, up the hood of our car and throw on some steaks.
2: <laughs> okay, so a quick divergent, but it's kind of tangential to what we're talking about. The last job that I worked at at a machine shop, mm-hmm. and we were a production mill that had really high heat equipment like we were producing molten vinyl so these machines would heat up to about 300 degrees and a lot of guys would just take cans of spaghettios <laughs> and heat their spaghettios just right on the machine really there was a there was another guy there and he did the foil packs nice and he would do cabasi and no yeah shit. yeah Ooh,
1: this beer would go great with Kabasi.: yeah yeah it would, yeah. Yes, it would. roasted so, right over a fire oh mm. man Oh, man. Actually, that is one of the reasons that pizza became so popular during the Industrial Revolution, is because what people would do is they would pick them up in the morning as as raw pizza, as cold pizza, and then they would throw them on whatever machinery they were working on throughout the morning. And when lunchtime came around, they had a nice, hot, bubbling pizza.
0: Wouldn't it burn though? With some of that, so with how hot some of that machinery gets, like if you left it there, well, you just gotta you gotta, you gotta time it right. Yeah,
2: you gotta time it. You gotta know how hot your machines are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got trial gotta, and error. You know, the the one guy who did the kebasi, he understood the indirect heat, so he didn't always put it on the three hundred degree part, mm-hmm. but he would put it on like some of the motors that would get about two hundred. Mm-hmm. You know. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to start trying that at my house to see which appliances and which things get hottest <laughs> in my house and try to cook food on them. So, you know, in very atypical ways. Can I'm I not recommend the oven? I'm not gonna use the gonna grill say, Can anymore. you recommend
1: the stove? That would be a good place to yeah. start.
0: No, we're <laughs> skipping the stove. Skipping the stove. Maybe I'll cook it somewhere around the furnace. I got that little gas fireplace in my sunroom. Maybe try, you know, roasting a hot dog or some kebasi on there. You could go with that, I guess. I guess.
1: Yeah, I guess. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, I really haven't thought about it too much, but now that I'm thinking you know, I'll I'll report back next episode and let you know. So the nice thing
1: about camping is there are a lot of ways you can cook uh, that doesn't necessarily have to use an open fire. Go on. One of the uh, activities that I did uh, when I worked at the Boy Scout camp was I actually taught a cooking merit badge. Mm -hmm. So that was a lot of, you know, open fire cooking, cooking out in nature and things like that. And one of the things that I learned, one of the, the really neat things you can do is if you have a cardboard box and aluminum foil you can make an oven okay so you take your cardboard box you line it with aluminum foil and you can put in racks uh and then what you do is you take a pie tin and you take some coals it can be either just charcoal briquettes or coals from the fire itself put them in there and you can bake using coals from the fire you can make cookies you can make pies you can make cakes huh fair enough that tracks mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's very cool to be able to to cook with a cardboard box all right,
2: yeah, that makes sense. And once you're done with it, becomes another <laughs> fire. Put it in the fire.
0: Yeah, wow, that's very interesting. I've never, I would never even have thought to do
1: mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and it, the the hard part is going to be you have to bring a cardboard box with you. What do you use for the rack? Sticks, just sticks. Yeah. You can do sticks. Yeah, just I mean, poke them through the side. If you want to, you can wrap them in aluminum foil. And then you can make your own little cookie tray using Mm -hmm.
0: that. I should have stuck with the Boy Scouts longer. You guys have learned some really interesting things. (laughs) I think I quit right around the time of Cub Scouts, so I didn't make it very far.
1: The most impressive I have ever seen was several years ago, uh, my old Scout troop. They actually had a Thanksgiving dinner, a complete Thanksgiving dinner out in the middle of the woods, complete with a 12-pound turkey. Oof. How'd they cook that? Cardboard box. Oh, they wow. with the cardboard box. That wasn't <laughs> yeah. that a big cardboard box. It was, I'm pretty sure it was part of a refrigerator box. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so that, that's what they did was they cooked everything out in the middle of the woods and they had a full Thanksgiving feast. You had your turkey, you had your stuffing, you had your cranberry sauce. You had your pumpkin pie, everything in the middle of the woods like that. I mean, I'm very cool. Yeah, that sounds
2: very cool. Yes. I'm definitely not going to disagree because, uh, I mean, it makes sense. You just need enough heat. Oh, That's you need some heat. Yeah,
1: heat yeah exactly. some, some way to contain it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Huh. And wow. did they catch the turkey themselves? Did they, they did kill a turkey? <laughs> no, that was that was it. purchased
1: from the good people of Giant Eagle. Oh. Well, Giant <laughs> Eagle thanks turkey. you. It
0: wasn't wild turkey. All
1: right. That was later in the night.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys have any other good recipes for uh, for camping? It sounds like uh, you know Adam at least has some interesting me- cooking methods. How about some recipes? You got anything, Esteban?
2: Well, uh, I think one of the so I think one of the most common recipes
0: that people make is s'mores. What? <sighs> oh, s'mores. So but, what, just so for those that don't know what a s'more is, could you explain that to the audience? Okay, so a
2: standard s'more would be your graham cracker and then a little <laughs> toasted marshmallow toasted over the fire mm-hmm. and then you know, you put, you can melt some chocolate as well over the fire, but there's... Now, a- what is
0: a marshmallow?
2: <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to get at, though, is there's actually another recipe that is not necessarily as famous, mm-hmm. but just as good. Okay. And what you do is you take a banana, mm-hmm. split it down the middle, fill it with chocolate and marshmallow, mm-hmm. then wrap it up in one of the tinfoil packs, throw it right in the coals.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. that sounds awesome right i bet that would be really really good mm-hmm. and it's got a
1: banana in it so it's healthy
0: yeah now do you leave the banana in the peel you can leave it in the peel while it cooks and then like spoon it out of the peel mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. you take mm-hmm. the tinfoil mm-hmm. off that actually sounds amazing yeah
1: so the other thing you can do if you want a, an alternative to s'mores instead of using a chocolate bar use a reese's peanut butter cup yeah you can do that too that that if, if if s'mores are your thing, that is a game changer.
0: I feel like you could really use any type of candy in there. You're,
1: you're like American; a you can do what you want. Three Musketeers up, on there, Swedish Fish.
0: fish. Yeah, Swedish Fish, Sour Patch Kids would be good in a s'more. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it's never all tried that before. <laughs> I
2: mean, it's all dependent on really what you want to bring out with you into the woods. Mm-hmm. You know, and how close you are. Again, if you're like staying in a KOA, it doesn't know. matter. It's in the back of the, the Explorer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's in the back of the Explorer. If you're at, a, it's at the convenience store if yeah. you need it. <laughs> If you're going way out there, you might not want to take perishables with you. Mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen another uh, thing where people take um uh, like dough, like the cinnamon roll dough, mm-hmm. just wrap it around a
1: stick and cook it over the fire. Yeah. Those are your mm. two essential cooking implements. Sticks. Sticks and foil. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, I guess stick that's all foil. you really need. <laughs> yeah. I need to start eating dinner before we do these podcasts <laughs> because we talk about all this food. I'm so hungry. I'm nowhere near a campfire. I'm just drinking really good campfire beer right now. And i gotta, I got to get outside and go eat, guys. I'm ready to go kill a deer or something.
2: Well, before you go kill a deer, I have an actual recipe for what I'm calling tavern trail mix. What is that? Well, this is something, it's a two-step process. It doesn't have to be, though. Okay. <laughs> the first step would be making beer-boiled peanuts. Beer-boiled peanuts. Okay. Beer-boiled
1: peanuts. I assume that's boiled <laughs> peanuts with beer. Yes. Okay.
2: Right. Uh, it's, it's a pretty common recipe down in the South. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times, it's Cajun-flavored. Okay. But I'm just kind of admitting... I'm omitting that yeah. from this. Uh, but what it is is you want to take a pound of nuts, rinse them off, and soak them. Mm-hmm. Like you're using the raw green peanuts. Okay. Mm. And then you're going to throw them into a pot with a quarter cup of salt. And then you're going to put like half a bottle of beer on top of it. Okay. I'll leave the beer up to you. Yeah, that's you can personal cut. preference. That's personal preference. Again, like I said, we're not going with the Cajun recipe. So pick your beer to fit your your yeah, desires, yeah.
1: Which right now is going to be I this might use smoke, smoke on, on the border, yeah. That's yeah. what I was
2: thinking. I, I'm thinking that would be a really interesting one to try because you're going to get some really smoky peanuts out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you put the half bottle of beer and then uh, whatever space you have left, just cover that with water. Okay. And if you're in a big pot, you boil it for three to six hours, depending Holy shit. on yeah, depending on how how much doneness you want, like how mushy you want them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Or you can uh, put it in a slow cooker. Do it for, like, ten hours.
1: Oh, like a, like a crock pot. Right, right, mm-hmm. right.
2: And then, like, halfway through, add the other half of your bottle of beer.
1: Okay. Hmm. Yeah.
2: So. Interesting. Once you're done with that, you can, you have your peanuts. You mm-hmm. can take those camping with you if you really want. Yeah. Or you can shell them. And this will shell down into about four equal parts. So you can just make, like, four different bags of trail mix. All right. For yourself and whoever's camping. mm mm-hmm. uh, But you're going to take, uh. Take a half a cup, half a cup of those peanuts, and then a half a cup of pretzels, half a cup of popcorn, and that's basically getting all your regular tavern snacks into one bag. Then you're gonna want to find some of those jelly bean, uh, those Jelly Belly jelly beans. The that little are, ones.
0: That are beer flavored. Aha, uh-huh. I actually uh. have some. Uh, I have
1: some in the house. Yeah, I've, I've never had, tried.
0: I, actually, no, I take that back. I have had one before. It was interesting. I've had them interesting before too. Flavor. I like them.
2: I like it them. taste like beer. Take a quarter cup of those, throw them in there with your tavern snacks, and then you can take a quarter cup of like whatever dried fruits that you like, say like maybe cherries, or if you can find like citrus fruits. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like stuff you'd find in a bar. So too. it sounds
1: like a pretty churched-up gorp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All
2: right. Yeah. 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 But you can throw that all together, and it's
1: it's like a tavern
0: beer snack.
2: It's it's fancy gorp. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You get, you get a little beer-flavored snacks while you're
0: out. I like that. Yeah. There. Nothing wrong with that. I'm gonna have to try that out. I'm liking those beer boiled peanuts. Yeah, that sounds good. I don't think I've ever had those before. Now, if you're if you're boiling them for, you know, 8 to 10 hours, but you're leaving them in the shell. Well, if how a, how is the flavor going to kind of infuse into those nuts? It'll go through like most it most just penetrates the shell. Yeah. Most of
2: those nuts have like holes in them and stuff. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, it'll get in there. <laughs> <laughs> it'll get in there. It'll get in there. Don't don't worry about, about that, guys. <laughs> it will yeah. find a way
0: in. Yeah.
2: And and that's kind of why it takes so long though. That's why you're doing it for three hours, and mm-hmm. you're, like, you're really softening up the shell and getting yeah. it,
1: yeah. So, one final recipe uh, that I have, it goes back to aluminum foil. Mm-hmm. Duh. A uh, Duh. Duh. <laughs> so, you need a fire, you need aluminum foil, and we're going to be making baked apples. Okay. So, what you do with that is you take your, your apple, you core it out, you add in some, and this is all, the, the quantities are all up to your... You know, taste. your taste, brown sugar, cinnamon, uh-huh. and just take a little nip of whatever beer you're drinking, pour it into the center of your baked apple. Yeah. Wrap it up onto the top, make a nice little handle on it, throw it right in the fire. Let it sit there for five to ten minutes, pull it out, unwrap it, it'll be nice and soft. Mm hmm. You can get a fork, kind of mix it around a little bit, and eat it. It's gonna be delicious. It's two seconds simple.
0: That sounds really good. It is. Another recipe I've never tried Mm -hmm. before.
1: You need to get out more, man. I I really do. I tell you what, I
0: don't do too much (laughs) Out (laughs) literally to nature. Maybe the reason I haven't been out in nature so much is because I haven't been, I've been struggling to find the right beer to bring with me. And up until this episode, maybe I didn't know what it was, well, but with these two that we've had so far. You've got some a, choices. I tell you what, I've got some choices and I've got some really good choices for different parts of the day.
1: Hopefully this episode has
0: been a guiding light for you. Yeah, this is definitely a dinner beer that we've been drinking. Yeah, mm-hmm. you
1: are not going to be drinking this in the middle of the day. Oh no, this is not your hiker. This is, yeah, no. <laughs> no, this is a wind down. Yeah. This is a sunset beer. Where do you find this? I've yet to
0: really see this in a a beer distributor or anything because I want to – I'm thinking about, like, some of the camps I go to. Uh, over the summer, I usually go to my, one buddy's camp for 4th of July and then another buddy's camp for the fall yeah. I would like to bring this because when we do cook a nice meal We usually do some steaks some corn on the cob things like this This, this would be a perfect complement to that meal and I'd love to bring some up, but I've never seen it Well, the ones we're drinking right now.
2: I picked up from the moon giant eagle. Oh, really? But if we want to trapezoid back all the way to episode 13, I've seen it in JR's.
0: Oh, really? Yep There hmm. you go
2: Just another reason to go visit JR's. It's it's actually always right next to the Wake and Bake, too.
0: Every time I've
2: seen it, it's right next to the Wake and Bake.
0: Hmm. Maybe I'm not looking hard enough, because I've been in JR's, I see the Wake and Bake, but I've never seen this. Hell... The last time I was in JRs, I bought a uh, the Terrapin Recreational Pack of IPAs, mm. and mm. it was four different IPAs, and it was in JRs right by the Wake and Bake. Was it? Was it a 12? Yeah, a it was. A, it was a 12 pack, oh, and it okay. had four different IPAs in it. You got three cans of each. Oh, mm. okay. It had that Chris Kringle beer in there that we talked about in episode two. <laughs> Little Walker <hawk> Uncles. <laughs> yeah, and damn, that was a good beer. Yeah, it is. Passion fruit guava. Oh, damn. Yeah, it is. Love it. You guys <laughs> gave me all kinds of mess about that. Yeah, and you deserved it too. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: but now that I've had it, I, I want that beer for Christmas. Mm. That is a fantastic drinker.
1: Mm. So, speaking of fantastic drinkers, what do you guys think of this Smoke on the Porter?
2: I pretty much love this beer. I mean, I've had it before, obviously. And Considering you have
1: purchased it at JR's. Right. Well, no, I purchased
2: it at Giant Eagle. I just saw it at <laughs> Whatever. JR's. I just <laughs> saw it at JR's. I don't you. The smokiness is so good. And I really feel like, even though I can't tell what beechwood is... <laughs> I really feel like I can taste both fla- uh, like both woods in this. I, I, is anybody else getting that? I'm, I feel like I'm tasting two
0: different types of wood. Is one is one a dark wood? I don't know. Similar to like a tower <laughs> type thing. Like no. a dark tower? No. <laughs> that's was smoked. No. A smoked dark tower. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sounds like a beerified episode. Mm-hmm. Steve's no. making a smoked dark tower. Steve is smoking a dark tower. <laughs> smoking a dark tower. And then he's gonna make a beer after it.
1: <laughs> Yo, racist. So, Sam, what are your thoughts on this beer? You have never had this beer before. This no, one, this
0: is the first time I've tried racist. the smoke a porter. Uh, but I, I love it. I'm looking at the can again. I love terrapin bottles. They're they're amazing, and the cans too. But this one says right on the front of the can, a porter up in the sky. Now I don't know what that means, but I would say that this is a porter to be drank on the ground right by that campfire. This would this would pair perfectly with, you know, some of the foods that we've been talking about throughout the segment. As well as, you know, even if you've already eaten your meal and you drank something else with it, this would be a nice one when you're just sitting around BSing with your friends. Maybe somebody has an acoustic guitar and, you know, they're playing some Deep Purple around the campfire. (laughs) You could totally be enjoying this beer while you're doing that, which is is interesting because, you know, the first beer I really enjoyed, the Recreation Ale, this one I'm really enjoying as well. But they're so different and they're really meant for, you know, two different parts of your day when you're in the outdoors. They really are. I, I can get behind this 100%. This is an excellent beer. It's really freaking good. It just is. It's just a good beer. It just is. Yeah. No, well, it's ands or buts. I've had smoked beers before, and some of them do it really well, and some of them you're really grasping at straws to find that smoky flavor. Like, you want it, you want the smoky flavor, but it's not there. Mm-hmm. This one, it's there in spades. It's yeah, coming it, it at you every angle. It delivers
1: 100%. I really like and it. And for me, what what really puts it over the edge Past other smoked beers that I've had is the aftertaste on it. Yeah, the aftertaste has that dryness of it. Has it. that dry, but it's it's that dry smokiness to it. Right, mm-hmm. uh, that really kind of you can kind of appreciate a little bit longer. It's almost like drinking a campfire. Yeah. Or a cigar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Drinking
2: a cigar. What yeah. the hell are you talking about? It just has that nice burning flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Like uh-huh. it has that
0: burnt foliage. <laughs> I got the campfire. I don't have a burnt cigar. Well, I've smoked some shitty cigars in my time. so <laughs> yeah, then, I'm yeah, not talking, yeah. Maybe I'm I don't not, want to bring those memories back.
2: I'm not talking drinking like a burnt White Isle. <laughs> I'm not talking about drinking like a cigarette. Philly Blunt. Yeah, no. I'm not talking great <laughs> Philly Blunt. I'm talking, you know. Just like
1: some dead, dry leaf. Something (laughs) that has actually been pulled out of a humidor. Yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha.
0: All right. So that is the Terrapin Smoke on the Porter. That's our second Terrapin beer of the show. And we're coming back with one more for you. And we'll see how that beer fits into our camping adventure. So stay tuned for more. We are back, and better than ever, because we are now heading into the third part of our Camping with terrapin segment, so we are in our third activity of the day. First, we did some hiking, maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit of biking, Mm -hmm. then we found a nice spot in the woods, we plopped down, we built a campfire, cooked some good food, had our smoke on the porter, and now we are going to wind down our evening under the stars. Uh, Well, our campfire slowly burns out, and what will we be drinking, Steve? Well, while everybody's telling ghost
2: stories around the fire, uh, what's better than making yourself s'mores, as we were talking about before? True. Well, I think I might have found something that's better than making s'mores.
0: Two s'mores? Drinking s'mores. Oh. Oh. Drinking s'mores. Tell me, (laughs) s'more. So, our third beer
2: tonight (laughs) is the Terrafin Chubby Bunny. An imperial s'more milk stout. Hmm, uh, that sounds delicious. Right. So, interestingly enough, this is part of their employee homebrew competition. Go on. The way this goes, I believe, is they just have a homebrew competition.
1: No, ghosts were last episode. Oh, my bad.
2: <laughs> Let me go back to this drink. <laughs> but this is part of their employee homebrew competition. This is, It says they're their fourth iteration hmm. of a winner. So, even if you think that Terrapin's evil for being owned by a giant corporation now, they still look out for their employees. They're trying. They're trying. And they bring about some homebrew recipes into awesome. production. Awesome. And also, as you mentioned, this is side project number 29. 29. Uh, being released in April. Of 2017. Yes. So, this is a fairly recent beer. Yeah. Well, let's see. I bought those Smoke on the Porters back not too long ago. And this was more recent than that. And this is more recent than that, so that makes sense that it goes 28, 29. <laughs> so
1: they're pumping out the side projects, it mm. seems.
2: I mean, yeah. the, every
0: couple months they got a new one.
1: If you keep pumping them out, is it really a side project or just another project? This is a limited oh. release. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: We'll see We'll see if it gets picked up. Okay. Yeah, if, if it comes set.
1: I would like to pick up my glass with it in there. Well, hold on. But Let so me give you a little more information on
2: this. Is Stalin. So we're looking at a 8.5. We're looking at an 8.5 volume. 8. <laughs> 5. Call him fat? Huh? No, he He's called me chubby. Chubby bunny.
0: Rubenesque. Uh, Rubenesque. I was reading the bottle.
2: Uh, we're looking at 8.5 percent ABV. Sounds familiar. And it's got an IBU of.
0: Do you want to take a guess? Thirty. Twenty-five. All right. That's you, what I was going to guess. You didn't even give me time. Sorry. <laughs>
1: Why well, you called him fat. Why would he give you I a chance? I didn't call him fat.
0: I was reading the bottle. <laughs> oh, Sam.
2: Sorry. Damn. Sam, do you want to try to guess what hops it was brewed with? No.
0: Well, a I rat. tried to include you. Now you're being a dick.
2: <laughs> Adam, go ahead. Try exactly. to guess. Exactly. I just
1: want the beer. Fuggle. Nope. Your
2: other favorite. Uh, Willamette. Okay. Oh,
1: I was going to go with East Kent Goldings. No, Willamette. No. Okay, maybe my favorite. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't you project on me. Come on, Ellie Golding. Open the bottle. <laughs> well, let's pull this out. Who? Ellie Goulding. Who the hell is Ellie Goulding? Singer, pop Come on, star, man. She's pop star. What's She's that awesome. Song? What was the song she did? Love me like you do. Love, love, love me like you do. I don't know. She has a whole bunch of songs. They're all over the internet. Check them out.
1: As long as it's not Megan Trainor. I'm not a fan of
0: her. Oh, no, it's not Megan Trainor. Good. We're way off track. Let's get to the yeah, beer. Yeah, let's get back to this beer. We have not even shit. drank yet.
2: <laughs> What's the name of this again? We're tra- right now. We're gonna drink the Chubby Bunny. Okay. And looking at it, it's also dark. So is this a porter or is this a stout? No, it's an imperial stout.
1: Good, good. Good,
2: good. The head isn't as dark as the smoked
1: porter, though. This would definitely be in the tan category. Yeah,
2: yeah. And pretty decent lacing. Head
0: retention is about the same as smells the smoked ridiculous. porter. It smells
1: ridiculous. Yeah. It definitely does. And I can smell
0: certainly some of the marshmallows. I can smell the graham cracker, no doubt.
1: Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'm getting a little bit of maple syrup to it, too. Yeah. Maybe this, maybe my nose is just broken. I, I'm getting, I I'm getting so. a little of that. There's but a lot of
0: flavors that any, are coming out of here.
2: Anytime you like burn sugar, you're gonna get some sort of yeah. you know, maple-y, sugary syrupness.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh boy, oh, oh boy. Oh, chubby bunny. Hot damn. You taste so sweet in my mouth. Oh man. Wow. I can I get the, the 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 marshmallow
2: feel. I get I get burnt marshmallow on the back end. That's amazing. I've never had
0: that before. That literally tastes like you have just drank every flavor encompassed in your traditional s'more. Yeah. It's all in there. I'm getting the chocolate. I'm getting the marshmallow. I'm getting the graham cracker. And it's coming at me all at once and just blending so perfectly right across my tongue. My taste buds are screaming right now. That's damned impressive. It's crazy because marshmallow is a really
2: hard flavor to replicate in other things that aren't marshmallow. Mm -hmm. I've noticed I've had other s'mores beers before and, yeah, they kind of get it. This is amazing because it doesn't just get marshmallow; it gets a toasted marshmallow.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm very curious as to how they pulled that off. Not only on the homebrew side, but on the production side right. as well. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Because
1: it doesn't always translate that way. You know, mm. you don't
0: you don't see a lot of s'mores beers out there. No, but there are a few, mm-hmm. and I think it's a very hard beer to make yeah. because it's there's so many flavors and it's hard to achieve them all. But this is. Probably the best one that I've had. Yeah. Yeah. By far.
2: Yeah, by far. By far. Because you're looking at three flavors to replicate to begin with. You have to get the graham cracker. You have to get the marshmallow. Chocolate's relatively easy. There's plenty of chocolate stouts. But, like, to get all three of them,
1: you have to in order for it to be a s'more. And not (laughs) only to have all three of them, but you'll have to have all three of them play nice together and have... Good ratios between them. Yeah, because you mm-hmm. don't want the graham cracker overpowering your marshmallow and your chocolate, and vice versa. Yeah, and versa, versa. This one is
0: killing it though. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I I am sincerely impressed with this beer.
0: Yeah, and this is this is a great great dessert beer. So after you're done with your meal, you are maybe roasting, you know, some s'mores on the fire, or even you know one of the apples that you talked about in the last segment, Adam. Mm-hmm. And, and you're just sipping on this thing and just. Kind of winding down your evening and just really, really enjoying yourself.
2: Yeah, this is fantastic. So our original idea was for this segment we were going to do Beerify it, and we wanted to make the perfect camping beer. I think we got it. But damn it, it's going to be a bit tough, especially considering the we other have... two beers. We... I,
1: I, I think between the three that we have here, we've already accomplished it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we
2: can. I don't think we can top it. You know what, guys, we have to be optimistic and we have to try. I think that we can. So, my original idea, and, and maybe this can play to your uh, sensibilities a little more, Adam, mm-hmm. being that you aren't necessarily willing to bring the recreation ale with you. Correct. And we have to remember, the smoked the smoked on the porter as it is a good beer. It's only a dinner beer.
1: You don't want to start the day with the smoke on the porter, or the chubby bunny for that matter. No, no, no.
2: So, so I think maybe we can try to tackle that kind of midday hike yeah. We can we can try to do that. And it could go with uh it can go with breakfast as well. Mm-hmm. All day leading up to dinner yeah. and
1: the ramp up.
2: Yeah. So I was thinking a couple episodes ago, Adam, you were talking about the Clarion Brewery. Yeah. And you're talking about how they had a cream ale. Yes, they did. They had a cream ale, but you could add things into it mm-hmm. with flavor shots. Yes, which I found to be quite interesting. So I started thinking and working off that idea. Okay. That maybe we should come up with like a neutral Pilsner or a Kolsch or something uh, like a Saison, something very, very light. Yeah. That could be turned into a Radler or a Shandy or just
1: have like wild fruits. Okay, I see where you're going with this. Uh, maybe that's something where you can you can brew your basic kölsch, your basic cream ale. Mm-hmm. Then you can have four or five growlers worth of this beer. Obviously, you're not going to be hiking in this situation. Right. Uh, <laughs> hiking uh, around the woods with five growlers in no, your backpack yeah. weighing you down. <laughs> really sure over that's yeah, that is not an optimum situation. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we will assume we're we're Sam camping and the truck is right there. So if you have four or five growlers worth of your beer, you can have one as your basic setup, and then you can have four where you can kind of go in different directions.
2: Or you just have all five growlers set up as you know, just as the neutral beer, mm-hmm. and anybody, everybody can just pull them out into like whatever drinking apparatus they want to take with you, take with them on the hike, mm-hmm. and then they can also add whatever they want to it. So like if you have some orange juice, you can have a beer mosa on your hike, true, for breakfast, true. Or you can throw some lemonade in there and have your Rattler Shandy. Mm-hmm. Or you can just throw some fruit in there with it. I know that goes against your sensibility, Sam, of adding fruit to beer. But this isn't to enhance the flavor necessarily because the flavor isn't there. It's just right. to
0: create yeah. the flavor. Yeah, create the and not flavor. only
1: that, Jerome Bettis says it's okay to fruit the beer. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> well, if Jerome
0: Bettis says it, then. So, He's a Hall of Famer. He is all, you can't
1: argue. He's got the rings, baby.
0: Now, one of the things that I've seen kind of kind of going back to this beer. Have you guys ever heard of the Randall? I've heard of Randall Cunningham. No, no, not Randall Cunningham. It's not a person. I remember Randall from Clerks. (laughs) No, not Randall from Clerks either. This is actually a contraption that you can use to flavor beer. And thinking about s'mores beer, this kind of jogged my memory a little bit because I was at a Florida Brewer's Fest one time when I was on vacation uh, down in St. Petersburg, Florida. And The brewers down there were using this contraption called a randle, and it essentially was like kind of like a protein shaker or a milkshake maker, and it kind of attached to the hose of their keg, so when they pumped their beer out, it would flow through the randle and then flow to the consumer's glass. Okay. Now, what what you could put in the randle and what they did in Florida, they actually, there was one with um, like a strawberry cheesecake, so they had a bunch of strawberries in there and this... Maybe it wasn't a cheesecake. It was strawberry something, like a strawberry wheat maybe. maybe. But Mm -hmm. they had fresh strawberries in the Randall. For the s'mores beer, they actually had chocolate and marshmallow in there. So what happened is you brewed a basic style of beer, and then as you poured it, it actually ran over those flavors and kind of infused the flavors automatically Ah. into the beer. It was a very neat contraption. I get you. And something like that, I've never seen it in PA. Florida was the only place that I saw it, but it was really, really neat. And I'm thinking the way you were describing this beer that you want to make, you brew a, a standard style of beer, yeah. but then you, you can use this Randall to, you know, put whatever you want in there. Fruit flavors, you know, bacon, maple syrup, whatever the case may be, and the beer will flow through that and you'll you'll infuse those flavors automatically into the beer.
1: That sounds pretty good. I'm liking the idea of using maple syrup
0: for that. So what you can do is, if you have a Randall, you can you know attach it to the line. If you were kegging, you attach it to the line, and your first you know five, six, seven pours or whatever, you can use you know a fruit, swap the Randall out, put something else in it. You have the same beer. Now you're just adding another flavor to it. Sounds it. like
1: you can you can change out the Randall throughout the day in correspondence to what is happening during the day.
0: See the way i You can. Yeah, the way
2: I'm picturing this. Is almost like a pressure washer or like a weed eater mm-hmm. that you, or not a, well, not a weed eater, but a weed killer that you attach to your hose. Your yeah, garden
0: that's most. exactly what it's like. Okay, good analogy. Mm-hmm. Without, so yeah, without what, pesticides.
2: So I'm pretty sure you could DIY one of these up pretty easily. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What you're getting at, Adam? I think I think I know the track you're headed, but you can customize it for your day. Mm-hmm. So we're thinking beer mosa's or maple syrup for a breakfast beer. And if you want
1: to get completely bananas, you can set it up so they're all running... A banana a... beer? You can do that. You can do a banana beer. <laughs> yeah. Well, those are just called Hefeweizens, but... Uh. <laughs> but what you could do is you can run four or five of these in parallel, mm-hmm. and you can select which one you want to run through. So you can have a rack of Randles, Yeah. and you can start with your maple syrup, you can go to a Rattler, you can go to your fruits, you can go to this, you can go to that, and it's just a dial selector. Yeah. What do you want to drink right now? I want to have me, uh, you know, a colch with maple syrup in it. Go to Mm -hmm. Randall 1. Next person comes up. I want to have a blueberry. All right, I'll go to Randall Mm 4.
0: Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Patent pending.
1: Patent patent pending, pending. yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, there was
0: just
2: one in Florida. I think we're on the right track with this because we're also making things much more efficient. You Mm -hmm. only have have to bring out, like, maybe one keg at this Mm -hmm. point now. We were talking five
0: growlers, but maybe just bring one
1: keg. Yeah,
0: you can hook that up to your Camelback, so you can just dump beer right in there for when you're going on your midday hike. So yeah, but
1: this is definitely something where you're based out of a cabin or a camper. Yeah, or you have a base of operations. Yeah, base
2: of operations for sure. It's not something where if you're climbing a mountain, you're gonna take, you're gonna lug this up with you. We just have to come up with a really neutral beer at this point, then.
1: Yeah. So what do you go with? I, my personal opinion, cream ale.
2: I I'm will I I kind of want to lean towards cream ale. I want to stick with something that's going to be low ABV because again, this is something you want to carry with you throughout the day. Yeah, you want to ride fill steady. Up, yeah, fill up multiple times. So cream ale, maybe a kolsch. Maybe a kolsch.
1: Kolsch might be a little strong. Yeah, they're
2: they're a bit tough. Um, that may not be the favorite style. I think a cream ale is pretty, you know, universal. Yeah. Not not too many people are going to go against that.
1: Right. Yeah. Of course, a lot of people don't necessarily know what a cream ale is. Right. But that's good because it, it is definitely in line with a lot of your macro beers. Right. So they're gonna see that and they're gonna Alright, I'll drink that. It's not bad. It's a beer. It's yeah. nothing super fancy, because if you try to convince somebody to drink one of these chubby bunnies at ten o'clock in the morning, They'd, that's yeah. gonna be a tough Most sell. Most people are gonna have it. <laughs> tough sell. But I'd have this at
0: ten in the morning. I'd well, try, I I have this at any hour, hour of
1: the day. I Correct. would
2: too. Right. Not every it's not for everybody <laughs> Right. I think I would have this, but I don't know that I'd go on the hike.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Sam, do you have any thoughts on what we would use as the base beer? So this will probably be the only time that you'll ever hear me say this, because I would never really make a recommendation like this. It's not a style of beer that I generally would like. But if we were going with this four or five Randall system here that we're patenting right here on the show today, I would probably just go with a blonde Ale. Something very simple, mm-hmm. something that doesn't have a lot of flavor, right. but is a very solid style of beer. And if we're going to be, you know, creating a whole bunch of different flavors in the beer, why don't you just have something that's more neutral, where you can pretty much infuse any flavor into it, and it's going to taste good. Yeah, yeah
1: I'm good with a blonde ale. I'm good, at, and honestly, a blonde ale and a cream ale are not that
0: No, they're very
2: far similar. Apart. No, no, they're not. So, yeah, we could go with that. And uh, I think we're just looking at, like, low hops, low... Just low everything on this. Yeah. Low ABV.
1: Yeah. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Probably five pounds of two-row, maybe? I'm thinking... I'm think, actually thinking seven? you got to go a little bit higher, yeah. Yeah. Like seven pounds of two-row
2: and then maybe a little bit of some kind of crystal malt or something. Mm-hmm. But you don't have
1: to do too much for this. I'll be perfectly honest. I've already got a good cream ale recipe. Mm-hmm. I've already got a good blonde ale recipe. Okay. Oh, so perfect. I can, I can... Actually, you know what I can do is... I can post them both up on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I think that's something I can do.
2: Maybe uh, we'll take a look at some things that you can maybe build Randall with Cunningham. No, not Randall oh. Cunningham.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's got fake knees, but everything else, I don't <laughs> think we can build that. Steve is going to build us a bunch of Randalls before the next episode, I, uh, or before we go camping. I'll see, all together. I'll see how I'll see how you know how hard it is to build one
2: and. Perhaps you can just build one out of. I've I built a lot of stuff that just
1: picking up plumbing supplies and such out of Lowe's. I'm sure you could. I think,
2: I'm thinking it's maybe not a complicated device. No. No, no.
1: So assume that we have five Randalls in parallel. Yeah. Uh, as one is wont to do. Right. What are we putting in them?
2: Well, I think you're on the right track. Saying one should be like a maple syrup flavor. Yeah. I think that's a good start your morning with. Yeah. Especially if you're having the bacon,
0: eggs, and hash. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Good... Put bacon and maple syrup
1: in there together. <laughs> honestly.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, maple bacon beer what the maple hell Maple blonde blonde? this is america
1: we can do it damn
2: well please oh, we'll put a little bacon grease in it
0: yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. that'd Gosh. be a bitch to clean though yeah it'd be a bitch to clean but oh it'd be worth it <laughs> yeah it'd be worth it I, I think to complement that too i mean i've had a number of coffee blondes that have been very good so get some yeah. really yeah, dark could, espresso be
2: beans good. Good. and do a maybe coffee, coffee blonde. maple yeah coffee maple good coffee maple all right yeah coffee maple so coffee, coffee maple, maple is,
1: one is randall one
2: yeah uh, I think I think some kind of like berry, like so maybe like a combination of like blueberry and raspberry. Berry and other berry. Berry and other berry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right, other berry.
2: That's right, other berry. Sorry, you don't watch Archer much, do you? Nope. Warp, warp. <laughs> then you missed. I was a thinking a of fantastic a, joke. a juniper berry, That's a good one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or a member berry. We could put member berries in there. I mean, two berries. That kind of. Captures yeah. the
1: outdoors. Yeah. I think, I think that's good. Yeah, I'm good with that. Uh, so, number three, I think we need to go for a Randall. A Rattler? A Rattler. Uh-huh. A Rattler Randall. I don't know what Randall Cunningham tastes like. <laughs> I'll ask around Minneapolis.
0: <laughs> His dark tower is not big enough for <laughs> I
2: Like, I said it, and
1: <laughs> I knew I set him up, and then it just, ah. To we gotta it, cut that I, one.
2: God damn oh, it. Oh, come
1: on. <laughs> number four. Uh, we can kind of start to wind down a little bit. Yeah. I think
0: we're coming into lunch at this point. Yeah. After our hike. Right. We'll so maybe put some bologna and cheese in there. <laughs> <laughs> smash up a Lunchable into this. You guys going to do A bologna blonde. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> some big beef curds. <laughs> Just flapping around in the Randall. <laughs>
1: we camping or in Cancun?
0: You know what we could do, though, in all hmm. seriousness? I'm listening. I don't know if that's getting cut or not, but if it doesn't, we could do some type of smoked meat in there, because we've had brisket beers
1: and bacon beers. What if you did, like, a smoked ah, but meat we've already, we've already got the bacon, though, in number one. Slot one's yeah. already taken care of bacon. I thought with we were doing coffee maple.
0: I thought we took the bacon out. We can't do did, coffee yeah, maple we took, bacon. Yeah, we took the bacon out. Okay,
1: we then, took then the let's the put bacon. it in number four. Okay.
0: No, you're putting the bacon in number four. I mean, it doesn't even have to be bacon; it's just some type of maybe smoked meat. Yeah. What if
1: maybe
2: Kabasi? Well, I was gonna say maybe like some venison, like yeah. bacon, like a bacon venison,
1: like a game. Yeah. Hmm, that could be interesting. Let's do. Let's let's go with venison. I like that idea. So we've got Randall one through four. Uh, so that means we need to look at number seven. Yeah. Because uh, it, you, you got to go with number seven. I don't.
2: I don't even watch enough football to like. Enjoy. He was number seven.
1: I know, but I just don't watch enough football
2: to even enjoy. Yeah, these well, jokes. somebody out
1: there in somebody the hot does. nation Plus enjoyed man. that joke immensely. So for number seven, for Randall number seven, here's what I'm thinking. We we uh, we kind of got to go hot with this one. What huh? do you What do you think we go with? Some either some uh, jalapenos or habaneros in the Randall hot beer. A hot beer. Mm. Hot beer.
0: Yeah. case it starts raining or it gets it cools off a little bit we can turn up the heat ourselves yeah what do you think about that i think that's a good idea i like that a lot
2: you're you're talking i think you're gonna want to go either habanero or maybe even hotter with like a scotch bonnet or
1: because you're not gonna have a lot of opportunity for that transfer yeah so you're gonna have to come in with a bomb yeah Yeah. throw a scorpion in there or something yeah scorpion pepper or an actual scorpion both who
0: cares fuck it Okay, alright, what the hell? It'll drown, but maybe it'll leave some juice. juices. <laughs> How else are you supposed to build an immunity to it? <laughs> No, that's not a bad idea. Or we can even use a combination of peppers and just say, hey, here's two or three peppers. Yeah, we yeah, put, yeah, we can put jalapenos, habaneros, <laughs> scorpions, Carolina reapers. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be looking. You're gonna look there.
2: at like a mash with seeds in it. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. you're going to get a lot of spice out of it. So, so yeah, I'm, run that through. I'm thinking a good spice beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's
0: make that happen. Down with that.
1: All right. We'll, we'll draft this up.
0: Get it out <laughs> on the social medias. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll draw MS Paint. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think it's a good idea, and yeah. I think
2: it might revolutionize glamping. Yeah, bang. exactly.
1: Nothing wrong with a good glamp. Mm-mm. So, Ooh. speaking of good things. Um, yeah every every sip I take. What do you guys every sip I take? Uh, oh, we're getting no. so sued this episode. Yeah, I was gonna say the, no because I'm the pretty sure has it has nothing to three do songs. with this beer. That's three songs now. <laughs> so sued. Well, I mean, if you're gonna do it, you may as well get your money's worth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you guys think of this beer? I I know that's a really dumb question to ask at this point.
0: (laughs) I love this beer. (laughs) Sam? I absolutely love this beer. You know, I love this beer. Uh, Well,
1: that's a surprise.
0: But I I love the logo more. (laughs) I'm staring at this bunny on the bottle, and he just has his mouth stuffed with marshmallows. Is it staring back at you? Oh, right back at me. And it is so funny. And he's holding this stick, and it's got flaming marshmallows on it. And this bunny is just all about eating these marshmallows. And you know if the bunny on the bottle is enjoying the marshmallows that you're going to enjoy the marshmallow flavor that's coming out of this beer. And I'm doing just that. So, have you ever actually played Chubby Bunny? I have not played Chubby Bunny. But I, I wouldn't be opposed to it.
1: But you are familiar with the game. Yeah, I know the game. And Steve, I assume you're familiar with the game as well.
0: I mean it's obviously a
2: campground favorite. Yeah. This is this is what you do when you're done eating marshmallows mm-hmm. and you just have half a bag left over. Yeah, do something just start, with them. Yeah, you just start jamming them in your face. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. So the fun thing about this logo, since it's a bunny who's chubby, and he's playing chubby bunny, and then you could play chubby bunny while drinking chubby bunny with a chubby bunny playing chubby bunny. No, it tracks. Yeah, yeah I guess done. <laughs> that's a lot of chubby bunny.
1: So I guess that leads us to uh, to the podium, guys, which Ooh, I think is going to cool. be kind of a tough one, especially for you, Sam. Here, here's the thing. What is your gold? What is your silver? What is your bronze? What is your thing? So I, I will go through
0: our standard ranking of these beers, but I, I need to preface it by saying that all of these beers are excellent. What I like, though, is that I can just bring all three of the beers with me and that will lead me into a perfectly satisfied day. So now if I had to rank them in terms of taste, in terms of flavor, in terms of how, you know, unique some of these beers are, uh, I would definitely put the Recreation Ale in third. Ooh, really? Absolutely, as much as I like that beer, and it is a great hiking beer, it's low ABV, it tastes like nature, it's very, IPA ish, you know, it's, it has those hop flavors to it, but they're not overpowering. Uh, it's a great beer, and I really like it. But it's, it's, you know, it's your standard session IPA. It's mm-hmm. good and drinkable, but you know, it's not gonna, it's not really gonna blow your socks off. But I'd take it on a hike with me.
1: I think this is the first time that an IPA has been in your third place uh, slot, that where, where it wasn't, uh, you know, all IPAs. Yeah. Yeah, without being up against other IPAs. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very surprised by this. I'll be perfectly honest. Ah, well, look, I mean it. it I'm not trying to take away
0: anything from it. It's a great beer. Uh, But these other ones, these other two are so unique, and they're they're so flavorful that I would be doing a disservice to myself by putting the IPA ahead of them. So next up in my my silver position is going to be the Smoke on the Porter. And this beer was phenomenal, too. The smoky flavor that you got... uh, off the very first sip was fantastic and it just I love the way that it lingered throughout uh, throughout your drinking experience it sat in the back of your throat and it was one of those that you kind of wanted to just have around for a little bit. You didn't want to take a sip of water too soon afterwards and cleanse your palate. You wanted that flavor to linger and it is a perfect perfect beer for sitting around a campfire you know cooking up some great food having having with your dinner and just really enjoying the friendship that you might be having with the food itself or maybe some other people that are there with you now that puts the chubby bunny of course in the gold position just because this beer is phenomenal it encompasses every level of the s'more starts with a graham cracker Goes to the marshmallow, comes down on that chocolate, and then finishes with another graham cracker crunch. And that was fantastic. Like I said, I've had other s'more beers before, but this one really gets all the flavors and it allows your taste buds to taste them all as well, Hmm. uh, which is very unique. So I really enjoyed that. Like I said, uh, all the beers are great. They really kind of... Uh, span your entire day for camping. Uh, But overall, three very, very solid beers from Terrapin, and that's my ranking today. The gold goes to Chubby Bunnies, uh, silver goes to the Smoke on the Porter, and bronze goes to the Recreation Ale. Adam, you go next. What do you think?
1: Well, unfortunately for me, fortunately for everybody else, my rankings are exactly the same as you, Sam. Oh, Uh, all right.
0: Stealing my rankings
1: again. I totally am. I totally am. Uh, granted, they are for slightly different reasons. The third place with the recreation ale, it's an IPA. It's not that big of an IPA, but it still doesn't cut the mustard for me. It's, it's okay, I'll drink it. I'm not impressed by it. I'm not the person that needs to be impressed by it. The smoke on the porter and the chubby bunny are much, much closer to each other in terms of gold and silver. I, and I can't even say that it is a gold and silver. I'd almost be willing to say that they split the gold but I can't do that. Can't do that. I can't do it's that. It's against the rules. So if I, if, if I absolutely have to put something in the silver position, it, it honestly pains me to do this a little bit. The smoke on the porter has to go in the silver. Uh, just because the chubby bunny is that good. Hot damn. That is a good <laughs> beer. Plus it has the best label of all the beers.
0: I mean, you can't argue with a bunny with its mouth just shoved full of marshmallows. Well, you
1: could. It just wouldn't argue back. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. So, yeah, it, it. gold is the chummy bunny. Silver is the smoke on the porter. Recreation ale is, is your bronze. Steve? Unsurprisingly or surprisingly, it's going to go three
2: in a row. Aha. Uh-huh. Keeping it 100 <laughs> on this one. Uh, same rankings. Um, For me, I'm not as opposed to IPAs as Adam is. But I'm not as in love with the recreation ale as Sam is. So that's also going to have to fall into the third position for me. Still a really good beer. And if it's out there in the camp, uh, I'm going to have it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would love to take it down a river. I'll do that. Which we still need to plan.
0: Yeah. We need, we need to do yeah, that. We need yeah. to do the floats. The floats are awesome. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'll take it down a river with me. And it does perfectly fit that morning to eve time span uh, you can just drink that all day and have a damn good time with it. Mm-hmm. Second place is going to be that Smoke on the Porter. What a fantastic beer that is. And there's just something, I don't know, manly about the beer. <laughs> <laughs> like, I kind of know
1: what you mean. There's no there's no yeah. other way
2: to put it, but like it would go good with chopping wood for the campfire, cooking yeah. food with the campfire and drinking with the food that you cooked on the campfire. Giant it,
0: cowboy
1: steaks and smoke on the porter would go awesome together. Yeah, absolutely. You, cowboy steaks and Hasselback potatoes. <laughs> you almost have a, a, a shot of testosterone when you're drinking that yeah. beer.
2: Yeah, it's it's a damn good solid beer. So what you're saying is it is a damn fine beer. Yeah, it's a... Most dinners. You don't have to be out in the woods with it. No. But I would pair that with most dinners. So in the gold that's going to put the Chubby Bunny, that is such a damn good beer i've had s'more beers before and thinking right off the top of my head i'm thinking of the Saranax s'more that one's okay uh, it captures all three flavors but it's a little bit too much on the sweet side and it doesn't capture the toastedness that the chubby bunny does the chubby bunny is amazing because it captures a toasted burnt marshmallow and you so. get that flavor on the back end
0: somehow it pulls it off. Yeah, somehow. Like through magic
1: to find out how they <laughs> yeah. have pulled this off. It is magic. I want to go talk to the the employee that was the home brewer yeah. that created this. Yeah. I want to find them whether it's on Twitter or on Facebook or Instagram or something like that. I want to find them and I want to see what they did to get these flavors to work together so well. I I
2: the only thing I hope it isn't is I hope it isn't some sort of like liquid
1: yeah. You
2: know what I'm saying? Like some some kind of additive. Some sort of extract. Right. That was developed in a lab. But being that it was part of a homebrew, I don't know, you know.
1: I hope not. So, so hope just not. so you
0: know, Adam, the seven people that created this beer are <laughs> listed right here on the bottle. So it's not going to be too hard to are find. Are you serious? Them. Yeah, will, yeah. We are going to tag the shit out of these people in Terrapin on social media and we will find that answer.
1: Well, Kelly Guglietta, I am coming for you. <laughs> And and Tim Fenimore, you are right behind. Yeah, we're going to find them. We're going to find them. We'll- A-team style. That about concludes our Camping with
0: Terrapin episode. I want to give a special shout-out to, of course, Terrapin Brewing Company for making some really awesome beers that we can scrounge up and take out into the woods with us and have a damn good time. So, before we sign off, Steve, why don't you tell everybody how they could find us on all the social medias?
2: Well, if you're looking for us on social media, just search Hot Nation USA and that will get you Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And if you're looking to listen to episodes, you can find brand new ones every Friday on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, please leave us a rating. 5 stars would be great. As far as emailing us, how about this week you email us how the hell they got a burnt toasted marshmallow flavor into a beer. Tim. If anybody knows that,
0: email us at hotnationusa at Please. 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 Please help us, everybody. And if not, definitely check out your local beer distributor, your grocery store, your bar, and try to find some of these Terrapin beers. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Grab all three for your next trip. They are Mm -hmm. fantastic. And who knows, soon we'll see Side Project 30, and we'll be, uh, you know, probably right back here reviewing it. I can't wait to see what they've come up with. So until next week, everybody, enjoy your weekend. Happy drinking. Go and find some good beers, and we'll see you back here very soon.